What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad 2, the sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies. I am your host, John. I'm Danielle. And today is our first day moving from Saturdays to Mondays. So, happy commute, and uh, we hope you enjoy listening to us talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. We hope you laugh so hard, you spill your coffee in your crotch on the 405, and you're okay with it. That's mean. Well, I don't even know where is the 405, but it sounded good. <laughs> I think mean, it's in LA. It's mean to hope that people are on the 405. <laughs> um, so what we do is we break down good, bad movies that generally have uh, three rules that we try to follow. One is that it is a critical failure. Check. Two is that the enjoyment is derived from its badness. Check. Yes. And three is that, what is the third rule? Oh, I don't know. You're the brains here. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. I just completely spaced yeah. on the third rule. What did I already say? Uh, Critically bad uh, uh, enjoyment. Oh, it was intending to be a good movie. It was intending to yes. be a good movie. Check. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to break this thing down for you. Um, and then we're going to give you our awards. Those awards are, we've got a bold statement, which is just basically a hyperbolic opinion. Uh, we're going to give you the worst line, the best line, who had the worst performance, who was the MVP, what was the unredeemable moment, what was our favorite part. We're going to give it a better title, and then we're going to decide once and for all whether Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze is good, bad, or just bad. That's right. Okay. So, let's, uh, let's get into this thing. Um, what was your relationship with the ninja turtles as a kid because you are a girl person i yes i am a girl with person. no like older brothers correct so what was your your childhood relationship with um, the turtles? they were in the same category as power rangers and all other things for boys where i just wasn't about it i, I mean i didn't mind it but i and i know that like at birthday parties and things we would watch the movies or we would have like a Ninja Turtles cake or something like that and I was fine with it like it was definitely much cooler than Power Rangers because like that was totally for boys and definitely not okay but uh, I, I don't know I didn't it was just kind of like a passive observation for me like yeah they exist it's funny and then I don't ever think about it again so I wasn't a fan in any way but I also didn't mind it it was just part of my first grader culture and now and now uh, I don't understand the question. What are you actually <laughs> and trying now, to And now, are ask? you absolutely in love with the Ninja Turtles? No. Oh, I see. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, and I f like the nostalgia is real, but yeah, like, I'm not going to go buy a, a shirt. Okay, well, I was a small child who this was aimed at, and I am, was and am obsessed with the Ninja Turtles, as you well know, um, and... I fucking love this movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It is, it is good, bad as fuck. 
Um, We've got a bias here. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot fucking wait to talk about it. So um, that's where I stand does with it. Does this make you feel the warm fuzzies inside when it you watch really it? It really does. I want a Ninja Turtle cake for my 37th birthday. I know. Um, and I want one just because it's Tuesday. And I want the Ninja Turtles to come to my work and uh, sing a song for me. You know, obviously Ninja Rap. I want, I just want the Ninja Turtles in my life at all times. Um, how, uh, how many times have you seen this movie? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds? Hundreds. You've spent hundreds of hours watching this precise movie, this yeah. exact movie. Yeah. Well, I've huh. spent my childhood watching it because I liked it. Uh -huh. And then I spent a lot of adult years watching it because it's good, bad, and I think it's really funny. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, also want to let you guys know, you can find us on Instagram at... The Good Bad Show. Um, this is where we do the voting for the movies. So this week I put up two movies who were on Netflix, which were Ninja Turtles and... The other one. What was the other one? I don't know. It wasn't here. Oh, uh, uh, one of the here. James Bond movies. Oh, okay. Um, and James Bond lost its ass. This movie had like 85% <laughs> of the vote or something. So next week will be that same James Bond movie versus something else. And I think I'll go back to Netflix. There's some really good shit on Netflix. So if you guys want to send us some suggestions at The Good Bad Show, there's like Ghost Rider is on there and Spider-Man 3 and some like really, really uh, amazing good bad Proper stuff. Proper good bads. Man, I love a good bad. Yeah, so follow us at The Good Bad Show, and you can send us your suggestion there. Um, all right, so this movie starts off with the words, In Memory of Jim Henson. Yes. Which makes a lot of sense. He, he his Him and his studio created the suits in the first movie and whatnot, but also, I don't know that he wants his name attached to this. Why? <laughs> What? It's, it's, it's right up his alley. Yeah, I guess so. His creatures. And then you have like a montage of the entire city, all of New York City, eating pizza. Okay. What? Was this because <laughs> they were trying to tell you that all New Yorkers eat pizza? Or are they trying to tell you that there's a new craze sweeping the city? Giant pizza slices. Yeah, it's it's like the turtles aboard. It's the popularity of the Ninja Turtles, basically, right? Like, so they're both a complete and utter secret yes. because they live underground and whatnot, and also because of the events of the first movie and the cartoon and like the popularity uh, like they're basically showing you that the world is obsessed with ninja turtles you are a ninja turtles connoisseur i am like but mm. how gross was that pizza yeah it was like the cardboard pizza so i remember <laughs> i specifically remember watching their cartoon when i was really young i think i was maybe like second grade and when i was that age i was really really into drawing like i excelled against the other kids in my class because I just I doodled a lot and I had a pretty good hand for drawing and Ninja Turtles bothered me because the way that they drew cheese that was dripping really really was wrong and me being like a little uptight second grader believe it or not I was upset at this cartoon because they didn't know how to draw cheese and it was, it was just wrong. And I don't remember why it was wrong because I was in second grade, I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't know how to your... animate cheese either. <laughs> so, so oh wait, there's a lot to unpack of what you just all said. Right. First of I'm all, <laughs> you were under the impression that you were drawing against your classmates? No, well, I mean, I was always the one they asked to draw things. Like, nobody else could draw stuff the way I could draw stuff. So, like, they were really bad. So was, this like, a, was this like a drawing tournament to the death? 
And, what? and no, you have to draw a lot of things in second grade. You have to make reports. You have to draw pictures of stuff. It's really common. I've never heard just the, the words one. drawing against someone before. Well, I would draw against them. And so you re you recollect your rage towards the way that the cheese was drawn very well, but you do not recollect the way that the cheese was drawn. Uh, well, because it like it was weird and like watery. It was really strange. So the, it was odd. It just the, didn't make sense. The in my cheese head. in this movie was uh -huh. pissing me off because, <laughs> like, either it, the, either there was no stringiness, uh -huh. drippiness, uh -huh. and it was like the person eating it was like basically at gunpoint. Yeah. Or it was absolutely like sopping with stringy, gooey Ugh. cheese, meaning that it's so fucking hot. Like, I was like, no one eats uh, like this. That means it's a cheap cheese is what that yeah, means. Yeah, or that it's cheap. It was just <laughs> so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, yeah. I wanted it to stop. Like, I think it's really comical when it's when it's animated when the cheese is, like, really long and stringy. But in reality, if that's happening, then it's just a pain in the ass. Because here you've got your pizza lifted, you know, seven feet above your head. And this thing won't snap. And then when it finally <laughs> does snap, you got the danglers. And then you don't know where they go. Yeah, you're like, going to end up with third degree string burns all over your face. <laughs> So, yeah, to your point, the pizza didn't look very good because it, like, it looked pretty cardboard. It looked cheap. It wasn't, like, a, a nice uh, single slice. It was, like, a, a cheap single slice. <coughs> yeah. It really gross. So, so this was all basically a vehicle to so that you can meet Kino also. Yes. Who is a pizza delivery boy <laughs> and a dickhead. He is... He, <laughs> so his job is to replace Casey Jones, who... We'll, we'll get into as we go about how the moms basically won the battle to make this movie less violent versus the first movie. No way. So they, they shelved to the character of Casey Jones, who was a big part of the first one. Instead, you have huh. Kino. Kino was one of the actors inside of the suit in the first movie, and they liked uh. him so much that they gave him a role in this. Okay. His, one of his first lines in this movie is he goes outside. There's a group of just girls standing near his, <laughs> yeah. his moped. Denim and, on denim, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, which one of you is coming home with me tonight? And one of the girls responds in your dreams. And he goes, yeah, but I'll be dreaming of something, dreaming of something thinner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, well, you're a dickhead. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you instigated that and then fat shamed someone. Sir, you deliver pizza. <laughs> you are making these people fat and you're insulting your customer base. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> Not a good guy. <laughs> what a Not dead. a good guy. Um, and then the, then he, go, he goes to deliver a pizza somewhere and it's being robbed by the Foot Clan. No, but it's just like a bunch of goons. It's yeah, just some like goons and uh, pantyhose Yeah, like cheesecloth or whatever. Pantyhose. Pantyhose. And then the, the Ninja Turtles just happen to show up yeah. and they do your classic 80s, 90s jumping freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. I must have been taking a note. I'm kind of <laughs> you, bummed I missed that. You must have been a long note because it was a solid 20 seconds. 20 seconds. <laughs> it felt 20 like it. 20 seconds. <laughs> It felt like it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the moms complained about the violence of the first movie. Hmm. Did you happen to notice that the Ninja ninja Turtles at no point in this movie use their weapons? Did you notice that Leonardo is carrying no. swords and even when he was caught in a fucking net, didn't take them out and use no. them? So in yeah, this fight scene, huh. in this first set fight scene, I wrote down the alternative weapons that they're using. Okay. Which include a yo-yo, someone's belt, a foam bat, and sausages. 
Yeah, lots of sausages. Which they use as weapons, Cold but cuts. they never use their ninja fucking weapons that they're carrying on them. So, okay, I don't really remember the first movie, even though maybe we watched it last week or the week before. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm very selective with what I retain and what I don't retain. Um, and then I just forgot what I was going to ask, too. Oh, and, okay, is this movie more slapstick than the original? I mean, than yes. the first one? So the first one is really more similar to the comic book, which is very, like, gritty and dark and not really for kids honestly yeah. it's a it's a take of daredevil it's making fun of daredevil because daredevil's what? ninja ninja enemies are the hand the ninja the ninja turtles is the foot oh like what the, he had he had uh toxic stuff spilled on him that made him go blind they had toxic stuff spilled on them turned them into turtles it's like it's a spoof oh. of daredevil so the cartoon okay, is so wildly different than the book so so while the everything eventually caught up to what the cartoon is wow right but this second movie is a little more in line with the cartoon wow and less so with the book okay so okay yeah wow this podcast is made for you (laughs) (laughs) um so the this fight is going on and they're you know they're doing ninja turtle stuff they're cracking jokes and they're having a good time while they're beating people up yeah it's real slapstick you can also see the gap between the head and the body when they look up of the costume when anytime they look well the, the camera is often below their jawline yeah why I don't know. Like, why would you not just adjust the camera slightly to make them look a little smaller and not show that that seam that's going around their head? Right. Yeah, I noticed that, too. It's really, really visible. And a I'm, lot. Usually, I'm usually not looking for that sort of thing, um, unless it's really obvious, like, in Troll 2. Yeah. Or, no, uh, Killer killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, you can that was the bad. zipper. You can see their shiny zipper. Like, shiny zippers. zipper. Yeah. God, I hated that movie. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> so then we meet after this fight we meet the new april yes this is, this is a different actress than the first april okay because the the first april apparently spoke out about the way that the actors were treated the the turtle actors apparently were like on the brink of death being inside of these suits in oh, the first man. movie and she was speaking up about it so they just replaced her what and i, I will say what? that this this april is way better yeah, but like, okay, so was that really the reason that they replaced That's her? What because I read. she spoke up in favor. That's what I of, read. Okay, wow. Yeah, huh. we don't need no That's uppity broads around gross. here. What we need is people Ugh. who fall in line. <laughs> we need better looking, better actor Aprils. They should have just cast this one in the first place. Yeah, she was good. Um, she looks a lot more in line with the the cartoon. But yeah. so she's she's entering her apartment. Uh and there's two people walking out who recognize her and just take it as an opportunity to be a bitch to her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, he's like, are you done practicing your aerobics or something like that? Yeah, well, basically they were complaining about the noise in her apartment. Because the turtles live with her now. Yeah, but but the lady made a comment about her being loud, and she made another uh, comment about, like, the way that she looks or something. Um, I was like, man, her neighbor is a real bitch. Yeah, well, then the guy was trying to help her get in because she had a handful of groceries, and so he unlocks the door. And so the woman got all jealous about it. Yeah. I don't like this lady. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to be like, well, the old New Yorkers, this is the way they are. <laughs> she goes Unnecessary. In, she goes in her apartment, and it's just a fucking pigsty. Yeah. It's like... Pizza boxes on pizza boxes. And just, like, toys everywhere, yeah. and... 
like like some stage hand was like okay how do we make it look like teenagers <laughs> slash turtles live here <laughs> <laughs> um and uh they they like have this like pretty pointless scene where you know they talk about the events of the first movie it's just exposition to catch you up yes right like which is great for someone like me they're like remember less than a year ago when we killed shredder and blah 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 Uh right like they they just break down the first movie this this movie came out less than a year after the first one wow because they really wanted to strike while the iron was hot and they had a feeling that the the fever would die down smart it didn't, but the, Still. yeah, <laughs> but so that's, that's what was going on there. Wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then they go to, uh, the, the garbage, the, what do you call it? The, the shoot? No, the, where, where the, the dump. Yeah. To the dump and Shredder's hand comes popping out of the, yeah. the, the dumps and you have a backdrop of New York in the background, like a painting <laughs> of New York yeah, in the yeah. background. <laughs> Um, you could get away with that kind of stuff in the early 90s, though. No problem. We just, and me growing up with it, like, I didn't understand questioning reality except for how cheese was animated. <laughs> Which Other made than you that, very angry. <laughs> yes. Because I was a professional by that time. I was the best. Because you had been drawing it against your classmates yeah, for years. <laughs> they don't know. Amateurs. <laughs> Bunch of chumps. <laughs> but you don't question reality when you're a little first or second grader. You're just like... Oh, okay, in movies, that's how the city is drawn. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, April goes to work where she is at, what is the place called? TGIF, TGRI. TGRI. Yeah, and they, they do science. They're a science place. Yeah, they got professors doing they, science things. They'd be doing science. And they, they own a computer as yes, well. Yes, so this is true. Kind of um, and they have created big dandelions. Right. Which uh, the <laughs> a, a guy like tells another guy like oh you got to come see this and he he immediately bends down with a tape measure <laughs> yeah he's just a science guy with a tape measure look at the size of these dandelions <laughs> he's like whatever readings he found on that tape measure not okay with he was like oh man we got to do something about this <laughs> i was like well what what would have been the measurement that he was okay with? Like, right. what, what was the threshold there? What's the delta between average size dandelion <laughs> and what I'm looking at here? It's like a miniature tree-sized dandelion. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is going to wake up and eat you soon. I don't think that you needed a tape measure to tell you these ain't regular dandelions. Might have been a triffid, so we got to measure it. <laughs> By the way, you still need to watch Day of the Triffids, so you get my references. I do. Soon. I do. Maybe we'll do, like, a black and white week. That'd be fun. Um, or month or something. Month? I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, somebody else could run this shit show for a minute. No. Um, so... Just you. <laughs> so, uh, Splinter has to explain to the turtles that TJRI is where the ooze that made them came from. Right, and they're like, "Oh man, we gotta go to that place." Yeah, we gotta figure it out. The they walk into TGR, they like ninja into it, like yes. break into it. This room consists of a basically blank office, which <laughs> has one computer inside Just of it. The one. It has a blinking rope. It has like a rope light. <laughs> yes, lots then, of them. And then the walls are like purple, and they are blown the fuck away with what they're seeing oh, yeah. in here like they're basically trying to convince you the viewer that this is highly technologically advanced shit in this room do you remember the arcade game around that time they probably still have it where it was about um hip height for an adult 
and it was like a, maybe a hexagonal uh, shape. And there was a spinning light that went around really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to stop it at the right time. And then yeah. you, like, if you stopped it at the right time, then you went on. Okay, by the way, I was really good at this game. <laughs> really good. And Did you play it against your classmates? Yeah, fuck those kids. I get them tickets. Uh, yeah, so this room looked like that arcade game times 20. I liked it a lot. Th- th- it gave me a good feeling. This movie is like a winner. well after... Uh, Star Wars and even Tron and like so many like infinite amount of technologically advanced for the time impressive striking looking sci-fi movies here you have a room with a single computer and a blinking light and they're like oh my god where do you put the corner this is incredible Plus, that, that computer back in the day, I mean, that thing probably cost them seven grand, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, and then also before they got there, the foot had shown up and, like, roughed up the doctor and taken the ooze. Yes. Right? So they get there. The and last ooze. The last ooze. The and, last active ooze. And they're trying to figure out, like, where is the ooze. And then the wait, foot... Wait, wait, question. Do you remember how they were getting rid of the ooze? He was deactivating them by draining them through those little blinky light tubes. Yeah, he was putting it into the blinky tube, and but, then the computer would say drained or deactivated. But or where whatever. was it going? Away. It still exists. <laughs> Away. It just went into some other reservoirs that are now active. <laughs> like what? Where did it go? Okay, it's clear you don't know anything about. It's gonna come back in another science. movie. <laughs> you... It's contaminating more underground tunnels right now as we speak. It's making the biggest <laughs> fucking dandelions you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but but my question is, why did the Foot Clan stick around? They were gone. Yeah, they Then were. the turtles came. Then they came back. I don't know. Basically taunting them with the ooze. They're like, like huh. Nanana boo boo, stick your head in doo doo, look what we got. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, so th- then you get the, what I have in my notes says, the wackest fight in this movie. The wackest fight in this movie. Man, you really were amping up for some Vanilla Ice appearance <laughs> later on, huh? This, this guy. This fight for the ooze, the like hot potato fight, yeah. is so, it looked choreographed on the day. Like day of, like they just <laughs> figured out, like, they, and it's, it's so evident that the violence in this movie is intentionally toned way, way, way down. There's... Ninja turtles. They're supposed to fight. That's what they do. Right. Um, so yeah, that that fight scene was just really, really bad to me. Um, then they get kidnapped, or the professor gets kidnapped. Oh, but but yeah, he. So they take the professor and the ooze. But yeah. first, first Kino, who uh, in that first fight in the very beginning, they took his pizza and left him money. Yes. He's done a little detective work, and uh-huh. he's figured out that they like pizza, and that April O'Neil orders <laughs> a lot of pizza, so therefore, they're at her house. Yes. So. He just walks in. He, he busts in. He just shows this up. This little twerp. This little shit <laughs> fucking walks into April O'Neil's house, and then just immediately starts a- a- asking questions. He's just like holding up stuff Nosey. and going, go- going what, why is this here? <laughs> And she's like, uh, 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 as though he's a cop. Yeah, I You're, know. You are the pizza delivery boy. Get the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of my house. And he's looking around because he knows these turtles inside. Yeah. And he does find them and they reveal themselves to him, whatever. But the way he busted in her house, started asking questions and how nervous she was about it. <laughs> like, what? Her eyes are darting around looking at where the turtles actually are hiding. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they're hiding like we used to hide when it was hide and seek back in the day. Like, I'll just get behind this door frame, and if my eye can't see that person, they can't see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then also, what we have here is uh, Shredder, who has rejoined the Foot Clan, and he's got the Doctor, and they he's acquired a quote the two most vicious animals. Yes. And he's going to put the ooze on these animals. A snapping turtle and a wolf. So the doctor has a complete, more than complete, an absurdly uh, an intricate distillery system <laughs> with like tubes and hoses and vents and the, vials and beakers the, yeah and the the ooze goes through one into the next and it tra- it goes up and it goes loop-de-loop uh-huh. and then it and then it gets to the animals and it's just a hose of the ooze in the exact same form that it started uh-huh. in. but it's just farther away from where it started in the first place because <laughs> 1991 and then he hey. just is this where uh, crazy straws came from? Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah, it's how you make uh, man. Because I could drink a drink out of a crazy straw back in the day. Who knows what was happening to that sunny delight in between uh, leaving the glass and getting to your mouth in the same form that it left in, mm. but in the middle, all kinds of shit no, was happening. No, it tasted much better. It tasted much better. <laughs> I even knew how to clean a crazy straw. I was a real pro. Yeah, you get a mouthful of Dawn. And you blow it through the straw. That's disgusting and wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's not accurate. <laughs> oh, I thought that's how you do it. <laughs> um, so this makes Toka and Razor. Toka and Razor. You, you, that is their names, which okay. it is comical how many times they say Toka and Razor in the movie. And before we started recording, you asked me, who's that? <laughs> I had so much low main last night. I was in a carb coma while watching this movie. I don't remember, like, most of it. They say (laughs) the words Toka and Razor an insane amount of times. And you, what what did you write down as their names? Wolf and Turtle. (laughs) Because I didn't care. (laughs) So funny. Because I knew Wolf and Turtle. That makes sense. We knew. So they they think Shredder is their mama. Yeah. Because they're babies. Even though they don't got lips, they sure can't say M a lot. We we have <laughs> we have uh we have had repeat actors. Uh we've had repeat um just like tones and tropes. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I think that we've had a nearly identical repeat line in a movie that was delivered almost in the same way. Tell me so about in, it. in Anaconda, one of my one of my I think my best line in Anaconda was when it's raining snakes <laughs> and John Voigt says, Babies, they are all babies. <laughs> and then in this movie, Shredder gets pissed off that Toka and Razor are babies, and he says that same line <laughs> in Shredder voice. Uh-huh. I, I was blown the fuck away by that. <laughs> in that they're consecutive movies on the show too. That's so good. They're they're stupid idiot babies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's bad news because they're not going to be aggressive if they're stupid idiot babies who are looking for their mama. Yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> Shredder actually has a really good line here where uh, the like really really childish tone of this movie changed for a moment where he wants to just euthanize them, right? Yeah. He wants to just put them down, and the doctor tries to plead the case to not kill them, and he goes, "You can't do that. They're living things." Yeah. And Shredder has like a turn over his shoulder, squint eye line. He goes, "Not for long." Bum, bum, and, I, and that didn't go anywhere because no. it didn't kill them. But that was that was a pretty good bad guy line. <laughs> um, and then Kino has to go. Uh, him and Raphael cook mm-hmm. up a scheme for him to go infiltrate the Foot Clan. Yeah. 
So he has to go take the foot tests. He has to go to the bad guy club tryouts. Which, I didn't notice this until right now, that Michael Jai White is one of the tryout ninjas who's yeah. just standing there. Yep. And he, I mean, he's obviously, like, ten years older and much more, like, he just stands out as, like, a star just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, shit. Um, and then, so, he does, like, all the foot clan tests and he passes. It's a, it's a pretty good gag there for a second. And then they, they find... Raphael and so he gets in a he gets in a fight this is one of the worst uh instances of I don't know what this trope is called but it's like in Bruce Lee movies and where you have like a hundred versus one and the Mm -hmm. 99 just stand and wait for their turn right yeah they stand with like sort of their legs spread knees bent just (laughs) Just waiting bouncing around waiting their turn waiting to get punched and there's a part in this fight where where Raphael is fighting one foot clan soldier and he's punching him and he stops punching him. Then he turns 180 to say something to Kino. The guy that he was just punching also stops and waits for him to finish what he's saying to Kino, <laughs> then goes back to fighting. <laughs> yeah, like, well, this is the same era, and I guess it hasn't really changed, but it's the same era where it's a lot more acceptable to shoot at someone with one gun, like one handgun that had 15 bullets and never hit that person. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, like the the audience's intelligence just was never considered. Never considered in, in this era, and, and I will give you know this movie is for ten year olds, so yes. it's. But this it, movie is for ten year olds, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> the, this show has the intellect of a ten year old. Correct. Um, and then you've got the turtles uh, have to come rescue Raphael for the second movie in a row because he's always running in guns a blazing and getting himself in trouble. So. They do a gag here where, you know, one of them goes, it's it's quiet. And then Leonardo turns right to camera and goes a little too quiet. And I was like, they just did a to camera gag. Like, that was actually pretty funny. They invented breaking the fourth wall. Oh, okay. It happened, it happened here. <laughs> you saw it here first, boys. 1991. Secret of those. And, uh... Yeah, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just more of the same. They get they get in a big fight, and then they get caught in a net. Yes. And this, this is where I really noticed the the wobbling swords on Leonardo's back <laughs> the, that he just... The floppy foam swords. Never occurs to him, yeah. I'm carrying swords, I could get us out of this net, but uh, what happened? Oh, Splinter showed up. Splinter showed up. To the rescue. Yeah, and he, he used a bow and arrow, which the, the, like, I don't know if it's, like, a person in a costume or if it's a puppet or what but splinter using a bow and arrow looks so awkward yeah it was really funny it <laughs> didn't it didn't really work out <laughs> like you got one guy holding the the uh the arrow you got the other high, other guy holding the bow you got a third guy operating splinter's head <laughs> it just... it's like that trick where you put your arms behind your back and then somebody else's arms wrap around you and yeah. you have to feed oh <laughs> like in uh like in star wars holiday special yeah and then you know they they escape through a manhole <laughs> And then one of, I don't know who is Toka and who is Razor, but the turtle. Me neither. (laughs) See? Wolf and turtle is so much easier to talk about. Jumps into the manhole, which is a funny, (laughs) like, he got stuck gag, but also really points out how foam his shell is. (laughs) Yes. The the spikes. spikes. Yeah, the spikes are, like, bending, and, like, you can see clear as day that it's foam. It looks like a... Like a Koopa Troopa or something. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, he, th- this looked like the it, the point of it was that it's foam. Like mm-hmm. that's what they wanted you to notice. <laughs> the, who, I don't know who was the director of this movie, but at no point did they think maybe we should have camera angles and things that don't 
show the costume, that don't show the head, that don't show you that it's squishy. Yeah. There was no effort taken to hide that. Not really, no. Um, no, not really. And then and then they they get they get the the doctor to their lair, their new lair underground. Yeah, their new sewage lair. And there's an anti-Hilton hotel joke. Yeah, I don't understand. I wonder if that was something in the news that was happening like some sort of like scandal or news story that was going on at the time about the Hilton, but like Michelangelo says, I think it was Michelangelo says something like, you know, oh, you can stay here, it's better than the Hilton. And then he goes, actually, you know what? You're probably better off here than the Hilton. And I was like, what I the didn't. F- that's not the way I heard it. So I heard it's not the Hilton. And then he stops for a beat and says, "Let's face it, you'd be better off staying at the Hilton." Oh, is that what he said? I don't know. If we both got something different, then I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. I thought I thought it was an anti-Hilton joke, but, but maybe it, it, it still w- didn't make sense. We both looked at each other, hearing something different, and neither option made sense. Yeah, no. that's what I wrote down. So. Uh, the, the bad guy's plan to lure the turtles out is to have the turtle and wolf go break the city. Yes. And then they tell April they're going to do it again in Times Square if they don't meet them at the fighting yard. Yeah, the Kute. <laughs> so April, who is wearing the same sweater covered in leather jacket for the third day straight. Yeah, the rolled up leather jacket sleeve. What? <laughs> she had a sweater oh, God, covered in a leather jacket. And she wore that three three days and nights in this uh, movie. Three huh. sunrises. That's terrible. <laughs> um, so they go, the, the, uh, the, the turtles go meet them there. But mm-hmm. first they cook up the plan to make uh, anti- mutagen to reverse the turtle and wolf into their other their like first form or whatever science stuff and the amount of science objects (laughs) science stuff the amount of science (laughs) stuff that it took to do this Uh like you said like beakers of multiple colored fluids and lots of dry ice so much dry ice and like just tubs of bubbling things and more distilleries and tubes and then (laughs) And Michelangelo drops his pizza in it. Okay, and they're all eating pizza with one hand and they're stirring it with wooden spoons with the other hand. Like, this this thing that might destroy society, that has mutated everything, they're just, like, chomping away at pizza while these fumes are in their face. Well, and then even the the doctor is talking to somebody while he's finishing it off and he just grabs a a bottle and he willy-nilly pours an amount in there and then just goes on with what he was doing. I'm like, the word science actually means exactly... Exact. Yeah, they're, like, they're cooking like a stew. It's yeah. <laughs> Sunday stew. And he, Sunday and he stew. nails it. This is the best scientist ever. Yeah. Like, this is like your grandma who never looked at a recipe before, mm-hmm. but everything she makes comes out perfect. The best. This this guy is not even <laughs> attempting to get it right, and he nailed it. Even with a pepperoni bite in it. Yeah, even, yeah, even with a half a piece of pepperoni pizza in Boop. it, it still came out the way he wanted it to. Did you notice in that, in that scene when they were throwing stuff away... There was a very blatant uh, recycling statement. Like, they were throwing something away along the wall, and it said, there was a big sign that said, please recycle, dudes, or something like that. Do you remember in the early 90s how, like, oh, it was something about being green on that wall as well. Do you remember how in the early 90s there was, everything was about, like, saving the earth and saving the whales and fixing, fixing the ozone layer, and I had these books that was like, 100 things you can do to save the planet or something yeah. similar to that and we were all reading it and it was great yeah we saved the planet yeah and it that feels pretty saved like that was some sort of a theme that 
brought back some weird nostalgia for me mm -hmm. because it was a daily part of our life was recycle, save the planet, save the whales. And we're in first grade, we're like, we don't know how to save the whales. <laughs> we don't know how to, we're breaking them in the first place. I'm but only seven, I don't know what I don't to do. I don't know how to save the whales, but I'm sad that they're dying. But I think the only option was every kid in class wanted to be a marine biologist so we could save the whales, apparently. I remember on Saved by the Bell when uh, they had uh, like a class project where they were like out in some kind of marshland outside of Bayside. They didn't show this to you. They just, they just said it. Mm -hmm. And then one day they came back inside and all of their ducks and otters had been covered in oil. <laughs> and it was like like a, a, an environmental episode oh, no. where it was just like, oil's bad and ducks are good. <laughs> Was it a Dawn commercial? <laughs> I even had a game. So back in the day, you had to you had to load games from floppy disks onto your computer, and you had to load them on in like sometimes two or three disks yeah. just to load it. And one of my little games that I had was uh, it was called like Cetus Save the Ocean. Okay. And it was the same thing. Like you had to go through all of these little these little puzzles underwater to figure out how to save a whale, I think, but you had to save the earth as you were going along. And so you had to clean up oil things, like you had to clean up ducks and <laughs> like uh, you had to cut off, uh, you know, six pack soda cans off of fish heads and, and things of this nature. Like it was just part of the culture. It was really fascinating. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't catch that in this movie, but I did catch the jab at Bart Simpson. <laughs> with that, the glass? He makes the anti-mutagen <laughs> sludge and he puts it in a glass and then he holds, arm extended, he holds the glass to camera yep. as though this was a 3D movie <laughs> and it's a Bart Simpson glass. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I get it, right? It's it's basically a battle over the word cowabunga. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, I don't know who had it first, but it's... it's <laughs> Well, how did that work back then? Did they have to pay money to use that IP in their movie or because it was like an existing printed glass? Was it just a prop? I don't know. Or or did they roll the dice that the Simpsons existed to poke fun at other things, Maybe. right? That guarantee you by this point, the Simpsons had made fun of the Ninja Turtles in some way, shape or form also, mm -hmm. right? So, and this, this was a pretty half-assed retort. Um, so well, who, who owned Cowabunga first? Whose was it? It's a, it's not even a real word. Like, that's a, well, it's that's from what surfing, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who used it first between the two of them, but it might have even been like simultaneous. What if one of them was trying to trademark it? Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's what was going on. Maybe, yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. It was it was a pretty funny, but not because <laughs> they wanted it to could be you, funny. Could you read what the glass said? What Bart was saying? Um, I think it said "Don't have a cow." Mm. Uh, well, it was more than one word, so it wasn't cowabunga. I yeah, that. yeah, it was a word bubble. So that so they go to the to the fight yard <laughs> whatever um, and then Kumite. they in the in the in the events of this fight they break through one wall and they end up in a full blown dance club <laughs> meaning that yes. th there is a thin wall between <laughs> 200 people in a dance club and a sketchy fight also, zone. wait, were they going to that fight in the daytime or the nighttime? Nighttime. Was it, that was a nighttime fight. Yeah, it fight. was in the nighttime. Okay. But, but where did the people in this club park? Well, how did they get in there? You see, they're at a warehouse. This is a rave. How, <laughs> this how, is underground. <laughs> was it that the fight zone was so empty and that there is a busy club one wall away? And on the other because side the of that... Because the fight zone was a construction zone. It would be empty at night. Not if there's a club with 200, there would be people walking around there. 
stepping out of the club to smoke cigarettes or doing sketchy shit or whatever. get access to a construction zone? It's got fences around it. There's one plywood wall between the two things. Yeah, but that's for movies. (laughs) You don't think that there would be one person who wandered around in there? How would they get through the wall? (laughs) The other side of the club was the docks. Where are these people coming from? The roof. (laughs) (laughs) Would there be an air dropped in? No, helicopters. (laughs) It's the rich kids club. I don't know what the problem is here. It makes perfect sense to me. So so they bust into the club where Vanilla Ice is performing. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Holding. Why was his hair this way? Do you remember? This was a thing. Do you remember that Moon character from McDonald's? And he had, like, I think he was Vanilla Ice. He had the big shoulder pads that were super the, the angular. Tall face. The tall face. Yeah, the tall, like, horse face with a really angular top top edge yeah i think he was vanilla ice yeah he was trying to be cool in uh indoor nighttime sunglasses <laughs> so vanilla ice and his gang are pro- why wasn't this the same group of people from cool as ice why wasn't it the same motorcycle crew <laughs> i totally because because if this was because we we uh pro we hmm. said yeah, we did that one <laughs> fucking idiot we said words in the the cool as ice episode that that his little gang of miscreants was not a real rap group, but that they were just like gypsies who went around rapping places where no one asked them to do it. Yeah. And I yeah. want this to be a continuation of that. Uh, I want this to be a tie-in with that movie. Universes. Where they, where they, this is just one of the stops where they came yeah. and performed. So they were singing one song when the turtles busted through the wall. Mm-hmm. And then they see the Ninja Turtles and they immediately just change it up to go ninja, go ninja, yeah. go. Well, Improvised. Yeah, it's like it, 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 <laughs> they would lead you to believe that Vanilla Ice was inspired by the fight happening on the floor. Yeah. And he just then got an idea of a great new song. Ni- He's like, great come new on, ninja boys. Song. <laughs> follow me. And they go into a completely different song. Everyone's on board. It's perfectly in sync. Go ninja, go ninja, go. At one point, the turtles break into dance, which yep. is also choreographed, choreographed with the song. Okay, did kids in your class do that dance when you were growing up? Not that I recall. Neither I, do I. I Why? wish we had, though. I don't understand either. Like, shouldn't this have, like, taken over the schools? <laughs> Surely. Well, t- okay, to be fair, I probably didn't watch this movie when it was new. I'm sure it was on VHS. So if kids were doing it in my first grade class, I might not have even remembered yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. But th- this is epic. Like, I love yeah. this part so much. <laughs> in a kid's movie, it it doesn't, like, it's not out of the realm of, like, you know, it's not like, oh my god, why is this happening? It's so welcomed. Well, we were we were trained to watch people break out in song and dance. Yeah, like, Disney sure, trained yeah. us to do that. Musical trained us before that. <laughs> it was just normal. Like, oh, where's the musical number? There it is. <laughs> so what, what we weren't trained to accept <laughs> is that Shredder shows up and that the way that they get rid of him is by cranking up the volume of a speaker. Right. And jamming the keytar uh-huh. <laughs> so hard yep. that it blasts him thousands of feet out the window. Yeah, the single speaker blew him out of the room <laughs> because of a keytar chord. Thousands of feet. What in the hell? And to my point, the thing on the other side of this club is <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> the docks. Well, look, so, we got know. two sides covered. There's a front and a back, okay? <laughs> And a top. <laughs> Helicopter it in. His cape's flying. Yes, so, there's a cape sighting in so this the, movie. So the turtles go running out to make sure that he's dead and he's like covered 
in rubble, and they go, ah, well, job well done. And then his hand busts through for the second time. For he, the second time? He has a second hand gag, a second I'm still alive hand gag. And it turns out that he drank the goo, or the ooze. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now he is super shredder, who is taller and, and bigger. And purpler. He had a new outfit. Yeah. With, well, totally and also outfit. his spikes weren't bent anymore. They straightened out. Yeah, all of his his outfit also mutated with him. His <laughs> yeah. non-organic metal and like leather scale outfit the, also grew. The actor inside of the Super Shredder is Super uh, Shredder. WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash. Ah. Uh, Diesel. So, and they also mentioned WrestleMania earlier in this yeah. movie. So a uh, uh, little bit of trivia yeah. here before we get to the other trivia. That Yeah, they make that little WrestleMania joke. And then Kevin Nash, who's in the suit, mm -hmm. would go on to appear at five WrestleManias. And then there would be a partnership between WWE and Ninja Turtles later on where they would put out a line of Ninja Turtle toys who were wearing wrestling. Like there was like a Sting and a Hulk Hogan That's and really a Macho clever. Man like Ninja Turtle set. That's really clever. Did yeah. you have them? Did we have them no, here this in was, our house? No, this was like not that long ago. Oh. It was like less than 10 years ago. So, right. Do we have them here in our house? Because you would have, <laughs> you would have purchased them as I'm looking at your Spider-Man full-size bus. Well, at first I'm I was trying at... to sound like we don't have them because I'm too old. But really, it's true. because I just found out about them today. Oh, so... so well, I mean, there's such a thing as Amazon Prime now. Are they yeah. about to be on our doorstep? The, I mean, I didn't. They're on the way. Um, I know. <laughs> That's what I was getting. <laughs> Let's just cut to it. Uh, so the turtles win and they go home and they're doing their celebration thing where they say a bunch of words. That, yeah, they do. They said it all. And uh, Splinter's like, were you seen? And they're like, no. And they definitely were because they're on the newspaper. It says Ninja Rap. But Ninja Rap is born, and then it's and then it's over. I have a question for yeah. you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to Kino? They they completely. Oh yeah. Forgot that. Did character. he die? Did he eat one of those uh, traditional pre-fight donuts that had the ice cube <laughs> anti-mutagen? Did he get real small because he ate it? The last time you saw him was at the guitar part, and then they just never wrapped okay. up that character at all. Yeah, I don't know. He oh well, so no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't just... have an answer. They they didn't. I'm telling you, they did an not answer. wrap up. They have a, they have and and like April. They just never check back in. Yeah. with the side characters no. at all. No, they're like, yeah, we don't really care. We actually don't <laughs> care about them. They are eating pizza. <laughs> they gone. Um, what, if, what if you could you could be a film director that would craft your loose ends by just always going back to like the Seinfeld cafe, where if they're not out and about in the world, then they're probably back at the cafe. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you don't know where they are, then it just assumes that they're back at, what was it, Roy's Pizza? Yeah. Eating some slices? It's like respawning in a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we're done with you, you just go back to Roy's. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up the uh, the story. Do you got some social media shout-outs for us? I do. I have all kinds of social media shout-outs, actually. Um, okay. So, one of them is somebody who we already follow. They are called Ninja Toidles. Ninja Toidles is Ninja a really Toidles. cool Instagram page. They got they got pins, toys, art, and the fellow who runs it was recently on a podcast that I didn't know about that I'm glad we now know about called 88 Miles Per Hour. Do you know what that's about, John? Uh, seems like it's just about nerd shit, which I'm on board with. I believe it's mostly about like 80s and 90s nostalgic nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. There's another one called That's So Radical, which is a fan page. 
Um, there is a hashtag, which I think people should know about, which has over 1,000 posts, which is just hashtag Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cake. Yes. If you want to lustily salivate over some TMNT cakes, then go and find that hashtag. You'll find some weird stuff. Um, this next one, I think, is my favorite one. It is at nose rain, one word, like nose and then wet water rain. I don't know why. This fellow does fine art uh, toy photography. So what he does is he'll take these really nicely crafted toys and he'll put them in a fine art setting and then photograph them. He has one from not that long ago of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme and it is fascinating this like, is unreal yeah and like he, he goes through like the step-by-step of how he created an oil painting like a michelangelo replica to oil painting it is incredible so you have so to look at it. basically what i'm looking at here is uh the, a recreation of the the a painting of the this is the roof of the sistine chapel right yeah the ceiling of the sistine chapel right? and it and it's shredder and splinter who are like touching fingers like that 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 classic obviously like historical roof of the sistine mm-hmm. chapel touching fingers with god Reaching and up. michelangelo is is painting it which is hilarious yep. for obvious reasons. Yep. So yeah, definitely go check out Nose Rain. This is super funny. I know, and it's actually it's really impressive. Like yeah. his uh, his photography is great, and he does it with all sorts of different different figurines. Yeah, there's like some Star Wars and like Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man, and it's all done with like figures. This is super cool. It's really rad. Um, TMNT underscore Wiz has all the news you need about the Ninja Turtles. Um, there's at Ninja Pizza Co. So there's a couple of trucks that are running around this country that are Ninja Turtles themed. One of them is TMNT Van, which is Vanilla Ice's official team with Jason Ibarra. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that's, <laughs> that's happening. Awesome. And you should also follow Frank Welker, who only has two posts from like five years ago. But he is becoming a recurring theme on our show as he does so much voice acting. He's the characters of basically anything that growls <laughs> yeah, or Frank, roars, Frank such w- as the anaconda. <laughs> screams, in the case yeah. of an anaconda. <laughs> yeah, Frank Walker is basically becoming like the mascot of our show, completely yeah. unintended. And we didn't even know it until yeah, last time. Yeah, it's not something we're doing on purpose. Thanks, Frank. Um, and that that's what I got. All right, so. That's a pretty good start. Thank you very much for those socials. Do you yeah. want some trivia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. This movie has a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's garbage. Um, it cost $25 million to make, hmm. and it was uh, it earned $78 million. That's surprising. It's down from, I think, 100 or like 85 from the first movie. That's very surprising, yeah, so, but they probably made all their money in, in toys and merch. Oh, absolutely. I, I, mean, I mean, it's still a success. Yeah. It's still a huge success. Okay, um, question. Back in the day, actually, I guess it's still sort of happening, but back in the day when you could not stream anything, did the amount of money it made, it was only box office. Like, they weren't talking about VHSs or anything. That when was you hear after. this number for any movie, even currently, you're only talking about theatrical box office. So they probably made so much more money just in VHSs. Well, at VHS Sales. and figures. Yeah. Right? Like, the, 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 the letters TMNT is a license to print money yeah. still to this day. And... Pizza. Do you remember the ones, the frozen pizzas with extra cheese? Uh, yeah, and the SpaghettiOs and yes. the cereal and, yes. and, 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 and. Yes. So, um, or, okay, so there's a couple of scenes here uh, that are at the entrance of April's apartment. 
this apartment is in North Carolina, and it's not an apartment. It's the entrance to the Jim Henson creation shop. Aww. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> Did you know that Jim... No, that's wrong. I was going to say Jim Henson. It was actually Dr. Seuss. The first time I understood what death was was when Dr. Seuss died. I didn't know that, no. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I think Jim Henson died shortly thereafter, yeah, and I he really was, knew. Yeah, he was, he was uh, they were around the same time. Yep. Um, the guy who is in the Donatello suit, his name is Stephen Ho, he is a stand-up comedian now, and he wears the Donatello head during his comedy act. I thought you were going to say during something else, but okay, <laughs> all right. All right, might as well. Uh, the guy who played Donatello in the first movie was Corey Feldman. What? Corey Feldman was huh. replaced in this movie because he had done a stint in rehab and the producers thought that he did not have a squeaky clean enough image <laughs> to be uh, okay. inside of the turtle costume. Wow, those conservative moms really <laughs> must have had this production company under their thumb. Oh, the, the moms wreaked havoc on the Ninja Turtles wow. at this time. Wow. Yeah. What is it called now? Like, like... Christians who care or something of yeah, that nature. Yeah, there's so many of those different like organizations yeah. that are just mom led. No, a, th- a thousand moms, a thousand moms march. Yeah. I don't know. They still they still exist, and they they don't want people saying even the the D word. Yeah, which is damn. Yeah. By the way, so uh, <laughs> like I said, this movie had a 25 million dollar budget. So because of the success of the first movie, they really ramped up the budget of this movie. But hmm. the, all the costumes and whatnot had already been created. So the leftover budget for for that is why you get Vanilla Ice. Oh, they were like, they well, we better took... spend this money or we're not going to get it next <laughs> fiscal year. took the extra money and were like, give it to Vanilla Ice. It was smart, yeah. actually. So Ninja that, Rap was born. Yeah. That, so. that really... So, and when Vanilla Ice was there, um, Michelin Sisti, who is the actor inside of Michelangelo's costume, really liked Vanilla Ice. And he went up to him when when vanilla, when ice. What are you supposed to call ice. him? When ice showed up to the set. Because ice cube is cube. Right. When ice showed up to the <laughs> set, Michelangelo tried to hug him, and vanilla ice's bodyguard stiffed him and oh. like pushed him back. There was almost a Ninja Turtles plural, all of them versus uh, vanilla ice's bodyguards fight. And the, the choreographer said in an interview that Vanilla Ice and his bodyguards almost got their asses kicked by the Ninja Turtles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the most 1991 trivia I've ever known. This is amazing. Um, wow. Since then, Vanilla Ice has really changed his stance on, uh, on, on this matter. He is very pro-Ninja Turtle. If you follow him on Instagram, Dude. he posts something concerning the Ninja Turtles like once a week. All the time. Um, it's nuts. So they got I, this truck. <laughs> I, I read an interview about, or no, sorry, I listened to an interview that was about the newer Ninja Turtle, the like uh-huh. Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies, and apparently a bunch of current rappers made a song for that, <gasps> for that movie. And what? someone asked Vanilla Ice his opinion of that song with like Wiz Khalifa and Ty mm-hmm. Dollar Sign and all these guys. And he said basically like respect to those guys, but it's not really my thing. And he goes, I think it just felt like a corporate thing that was pushed on the movie. <laughs> and he said, you have to be a true ninja <laughs> to really feel this. That is a direct quote oh from Vanilla gosh. Ice. You have to be a true ninja just like him. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is one of these fellows that I... I I just I 
I, I want to keep knowing about him. Yeah. Like, I want to keep knowing what he's up to. He's yeah. such a strange individual in a way that is really fascinating to I me. I love the guy. I want to know more. I love the guy. He, he's so, like, positive and upbeat and, like... Um, he's at this point he's like wholesome right he's endlessly entertaining yeah and he's like he's not he's it's it's his whole shtick is just goofy and like <laughs> i love it i think it's really fun um it's not quality at all but it's good bad it, i wish he could make a song or an original song which could be our theme of of this show uh, if anybody knows vanilla ice get at us at the good bad show and get at him and get him to record an original song for our show that would be amazing that would make my life yeah that would make my life. All right, should we do some awards? Uh, is that all your trivia? That's all the trivia. Did you not have another Kino trivia? Um, I do, but it's part of my bold statement Whoa. of my awards. Okay, wow. All yeah. right. Rolling up my sleeves here. <laughs> Getting ready to dig in. Okay, so let's get into our awards. So uh, usually we start these off with a bold statement, which like I said earlier, is kind of like a hyperbolic opinion. Um, I have got a bombshell that only pertains to Danielle. You, the listeners, you probably already knew this, but I don't think she did. So I wanted to blow her mind while we're recording. What could it be? My bold statement is that this is... uh, I'm not really sure how to phrase this, actually. This is the most good-bad-to-the-sequel cast that we've had yet. Like, the, the, the people in this movie have appeared in a bunch of the movies that we've done. Okay. So you've okay. got Fair you've got Frank Welker yep. who was the growl <laughs> was was the voice the roar. the vo- like hear what I'm saying here listener the voice of the anaconda <laughs> the roar of the anaconda <laughs> he was also Goro in Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. those are two movies that we've covered mm-hmm. you have Vanilla Ice who was obviously in this and in Cool as Ice yes then you have Kino Ernie Reyes Jr. Mm-hmm. Who was the little boy in The Last Dragon? Uh, <laughs> and I knew the uh, whole time we were watching that that you didn't put that together. No. That's the little kid in The Last Dragon who's like breakdancing and kicking people's ass. I liked it. Yeah. So this is the most good, bad to the sequel cast of Great. a movie now that we've had yet. Now I'm going to have The Last Dragon theme song stuck in my head. Oh, oh, yeah, you're real upset about it. For my it. whole day. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, what is your bold statement? Um, this is the time capsule that 1991 asked for. Yeah. It the, really is. Uh, we say that movies are the most whatever year they came out all the time. Uh-huh. This is the most 1991 I mean, movie. like, maybe, maybe there's a library of other 1991 movies, but I think they would all fit into this time capsule. This has Vanilla Ice doing a song and dance number in it. It tells you to recycle. End of argument. (laughs) (laughs) It has a a Simpsons glass. Yes. (laughs) It's got pizza. It's got cowabunga. It's got everybody. Shredder's hand leaves a junkyard pile three times in this movie. (laughs) The word dude is said a thousand times. Dude. Yeah. Um, What's your worst line? My worst line. uh, Actually, it was... It, that Hilton one I wrote down it was so it was so strange yeah it was like jarring it was it was really weird I, I kind of feel like I'm not going to do it but I kind of feel like going back and, and seeing what was actually said because we both got the line yeah different um, but also <laughs> when they were in that first fight and they were in that that mall where the TV robbers were and one of them goes and grabs these uh, sausage links off of a cafe and he starts using them as nunchucks he uh, starts making all of these puns about meat and one of them, he, so he's hitting the guy and he says, next time I'll use mustard. 
it was, yeah. I mean, this thing was full of puns, right? It's oh, a yeah. slapstick it's, movie, but that, that one was pretty rough. Oh, man, this has the most puns per second of any movie ever. Oh, it's in contention with, uh, oh, I would have to look it up. We did something not that long ago that was like Pun City. It was mm. ridiculous. Um, my worst line, uh-huh. um, I don't know if you wrote it down, but I know you had a reaction to it, was in the beginning, April comes home, her house is a pigsty. She's she's walking around cleaning up, and then the turtles are there, and she asks them, "Where is Splinter?" And they go, "He's on the roof." And she says, "On the roof doing what?" And then you just hear Splinter's voice. She says, "On the roof doing what?" And then he goes, "Coming to a decision." There is a yep. deliberate pause there yep. to make an adult joke that he was on the roof jacking off. Yep. <laughs> um, and I have more to add to that when we get to a- another award in our okay. show. I was fucking gobsmacked. Wait, that was your best line? No, worst, no, that was your worst line. That was my worst line. I'm already looking at my best line. Yeah, that, that really was my right. worst line that there was a... A, a giant yeah. rat jerk off joke in yeah, this movie sure was. for 10 year olds yeah there sure was we both caught that we both looked at each other mouth open yeah um okay what was your best line uh my best line was uh they're looking for someone to move and they're trying to get out of april's house her apartment and one of the turtles is looking at a newspaper and saying in this market it's tough to find good subterranean housing i have that one written down too it's it. not it's not my award but i like that donatello has a bunch of great lines in this. There's another one where uh, where Michelangelo says something stupid and then he knocks on his head and goes, yeah, not quite right. <laughs> I <yet."> like that. <laughs> um, but uh, my best line is uh, the, they're, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do about the giant monsters and the scientist is explaining how, how they made the ooze in the first place and how it was like this giant catastrophe and he's explaining it with a bunch of science words. And then <laughs> Michelangelo goes, Huh? And Donatello goes, big mistake. And he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that happened a couple of times, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I thought that, that, that comedy beat really landed for me. The though. comedy was pretty good. Yeah, The comedy pretty... was actually quite good. It's a slapstick movie, right? So it's a different level and type of comedy. But comedy is so much about timing. Yeah. And it was really good in yeah. this movie. The, 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 I'm not sure what percentage is the actors in suit talking and what percentage is voiceover acting from somebody else Mm -hmm. because i think it's a mixture Hmm. um but the the speaking actors are they they do exactly what they set out to do in this movie yeah um who gets who or what gets your worst performance um april o'neill shoulder pads It's 1991. Everybody had shoulder pads. Shredder's got shoulder pads. Ninja Turtles got shoulder pads. Okay, I get it when you're wearing a suit jacket and you want like an angular shoulder pad. But in some of them, she's wearing like that huge leather jacket over something normal. Sweater. And she has like (laughs) round shoulder pads in there. So her arms look like she's wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles foam body arms and then tiny like lady waist. Everybody was trying to be a triangle. It was awful. Everybody wanted to be a triangle. Worst performance is that shoulder pads. My, My worst performance goes to the ninja weapons. That, <laughs> that weren't used. That were never used. They are carrying with them edged or blunt 
weapons that they never attempt to use. They just were like, well, we're going to Jason Bourne it. Like, we're not going to ever actually use a real weapon, even though we have them. We're going to pretend like we don't have them and we're use a mop. Use a foam bat and a mop and a... A keytar. A keytar. <laughs> the sound of a keytar. We're going to pretend to be a balloon clown and we're going to use sausages. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, who is your MVP in this movie? Oh, Splinter. What? Yeah. He spent the whole movie on the roof jacking off. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> well, he was going for an Academy Award in this film. He was really trying hard. Okay. So according to our definition, okay. he's the winner. Um, I'm going to give it to Donatello because he has the best jokes through the whole movie. Okay. He, like he lands a bunch of jokes. Um, he actually uses his weapon, which is a bow staff, a couple of times. Uh, there's a couple parts where he uses his staff and then he chalks the end of it, Uh which I thought was a really funny gag. (laughs) Um, and then the whole thing where he kept ripping tape off of people's mouths and then putting it back. So slapstick. And he was like, I got to get that down. Like he just, he was the most entertaining, uh, portion of the movie to me. There's not a lot of slapstick anymore. It's really, it's really tapered off since 1918. Yeah. But uh, what was your unredeemable moment? (laughs) So April enters her apartment and she says, she's talking to the boys, right? And she says, well, where's Splinter? And one of them responds, ever since your news episode, he's been on the roof. And she says, doing what? And right away he says, coming. (laughs) Long pause (laughs) to a decision. (laughs) What? I don't, I, I've, what? I've not heard anyone else point that out. I don't know what? how not. I don't know how no one in like any <laughs> podcast or interviews that I've listened to have noticed that. It's so glaring. How deep is your library of uh, Secret of the Ooze podcasts? Uh, probably the deepest. Um, my, <laughs> my unredeemable moment mm. is I have written down the shock of the TGRI room. I have written down the um, the fight in the TGRI room, but my award goes to the keytar out the window. <laughs> it was really dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. It's, it is through like, the wall. The, so every aspect of it, the fact that they go crank it up, and then when when I forget who had the keytar, I think it was Michelangelo. He hits it. You see his fingers wobble uh-huh. when he hits it, right? And uh-huh. he only has three fingers, which makes it kind uh-huh. of funny. Then the... the um, yeah, he's trying to do, like, vibrato the, with the keytar, with his fingers. The screen no. on the on the speaker uh-huh. falls not in sync with the sound of the speaker. You're going to really break this down, huh? Yeah, and then the little singular speaker mm-hmm. blows a full-grown man thousands of feet out the Wearing window. Wearing a, a full suit of metal armor, by the way. <laughs> so stupid super dumb. uh okay what was your favorite part of this movie my favorite part was <laughs> at the end when i don't know who it is i can't tell them apart when one of the turtles was supposed to be doing the back flick punishments and he ends up like he realizes no one's paying attention to him and so he's just he's doing like a jump clap and counting like 19 <laughs> 20 
20, <laughs> 21, and then he gets caught because he's just making the sounds of doing backflip punishments instead of actually doing it. It was so funny because it reminds me of something a 15-year-old would do where they set out to deceive you and then they forget to carry the deception. Yeah. And so they're just like in their own little world doing it and they don't even realize when they're getting caught again <laughs> <laughs> for fucking up their punishment. <laughs> I, I, have, I have that written down. I, I wrote down two under favorite part because I knew I had a 50-50 chance that you were going to take one of them. And <laughs> one of them was definitely the flips cheating. <laughs> the flips cheating. It's, and that part is really funny to uh -huh. me because you hear him off camera for quite a while. Yeah. Right. And then the and then somebody walks past him and the camera stops on him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have to give it to Ninja Rap. Like, ninja Rap. <laughs> it's if it's not the flips cheating, then it's absolutely the Ninja Rap and Vanilla Ice and the choreographed dance sequence and the improvised full length song <laughs> <laughs> with like bridges and breaks and everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going Ninja Rap. What's your better title? My better title. Um... Oh, I forgot to write it down. Oh, my God. I know. This is why we call the show Good Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I forgot to write it down. Okay. And I got it. All right. Well, that's What's coming, yours? Out, that's coming out of your pay. Oh, crap. Uh, my, <laughs> I'm not getting sausages this week. <laughs> <laughs> my better title is You Got Served, Go Ninja Go. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay. We already know how I feel about this, but do you think that Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze is mm -hmm. good, bad, or just bad? Oh, this is easy. Disqualified. What? It's disqualified. What does that even mean? It's not good. It's not bad. And it's not good bad. It's exactly what it's trying to be. It's like we we can't we can't do Mars Attacks on this show because this show isn't trying to be good or bad or good bad. Like it is what it is. Oh, so you're saying that this movie doesn't follow the rule no. of trying to be good? No, it's a it's a it's a quality slapstick comedy. It's uh, it's it's foam turtles in animation. Like they're not trying to be any better than they actually are, but within their category, it's great. Like I, this isn't a movie that I would own on purpose, even though we own it. Like it's not something I would go out and buy, but I get what it's trying to do, and it's doing it perfectly well. It's like it's like going to uh, a burger shop and getting like you're not gonna get upset if they're not using you know ground filet mignon for their patties. You're like no. This is a great quality burger, and it's got some ketchup, and they got some nice bacon, and uh, the fries are good, so it's great. I say things like the visible gap between the body and head, um, having the, the two monsters be brand new Toka and Razor rather than the Bebop and Rocksteady who were that equivalent from the cartoon. <laughs> um, just like the wobbly fingers, and like there's stuff about this that didn't land the way that they wanted to, and the fact that it has aged anything from the 90s is good bad. Well, <laughs> and this is so I'm, I'm calling it good bad. I think it's, it's on the brink of being uh disqualified isn't the right word but it's on the it's on the brink of not <laughs> qualifying for the criteria of this show but it's it is in my opinion it's good bad fair enough and it's really really good bad i <laughs> fucking love this movie i know you do <laughs> um I'm all right surprised you don't have a tattoo of it yet uh it's on the way and that's not a joke is um, that another amazon prime <laughs> <laughs> um all right that's gonna cover it for tmnt2 secret of the ooze like i said follow us on instagram at the good bad show so that you can vote on the upcoming movies so we'll have uh, The World Is Not Enough, the one of the Pierce Brosnan Bond turds. Ah, uh, yes, please vote for that. Versus something else from Netflix. So if you guys 
want to go through Netflix, see what kind of good, bad schlock is on there. Yeah, do the work for us. Send it our way at the Good Bad Show, and then we'll put it up for the vote so you guys can <laughs> decide what the next thing we're going to cover is. Um, also, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever they got podcasts. They got Good Bad 2, the sequel. And while you're there, please leave us a review. It helps us be relevant in the standing so that we can be the number one podcast on the planet Earth. Wow. Yeah, that's the goal. That's a that's a lofty goal. Or even if we can get up into like the 5,000th percentile. We're close. We're halfway <laughs> that would there. That acceptable. Yeah. Um, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace.